and welcome to The Break Room, a Superstore fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and we have our co-hosts, Aylan Roller. Hello. And somebody who was not here last week, but was with us in spirit, Casey <laughs> McGeorge. How is it going, everybody? It's going well. We're going to be talking some in-store vaganza, but before we do, since Casey wasn't here last week, we just want to get his thoughts because of... His Mateo hate meter was probably <laughs> off the charts last week. Uh, give us your thoughts on uh, Floor Supervisor. Where do I begin? Do I begin? Uh, first off, yeah, wow. The the, the Mateo hate, hate meter was probably pegged out. Uh, I may have to recalibrate that thing later, later but it was probably at like a 9 or a 10 because he was just out of control. I was going to say, were you just completely maxed out <laughs> on that? Although I will, I will admit, uh, I, I was looking through some Twitter comments uh, last week about the episode. Uh, somebody wrote to Nico Santos and said, "You're drunk with power." <laughs> he had a great comeback. He said, "No, Mateo's drunk with power. I'm just drunk." <laughs> I think overall it was a it was a good episode involving everyone in the store. I don't know why in the blue hell you would decide to hold an election for floor supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Someone in charge. Okay, they need an adult in the room because they have, they have, they do not have one between Dina and Glenn. Uh, Glenn, yeah. there's no adult in the room. They're both two children, which we'll get to Dina's portion here in a minute. Yeah, that that okay. Maybe you interview, but yeah, ultimately you're in charge. You, you make a decision. Um, if you're not going to be in charge, then you need to go away and not be in charge. Speaking of which, if five minutes into the first meeting, Glenn is too stressed out, then he should not be in charge. It, it, like, it, it's only going to get so much worse. Mm -hmm. Although we won't get to see it, especially with the holidays. Yeah. Uh, as we, we are now. Floor, uh, as far as floor supervisor itself, kind of surprised, but intrigued to see Cheyenne in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all fairness, I keep forgetting she's only like 21 years old. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I forget to go back to the first season where she was a 17-year-old, you know, mm -hmm. pregnant teenager working at the store. And we just look at her as this character who's kind of taking some turns and turned into this just mean girl. But she's still 21 years old. So she doesn't even really know who or what she is yet herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She probably doesn't even know what she wants or wants to do with her life yet herself because, once again, she's still only 21 years old. Although it, it took her forever for her to catch on to Dina's yeah. uh, hints that she was trying to put her up for it. But I like the fact she stood up to Dina and then decided to do her own thing. I saw some things uh, online about Jonah deserted because he's having such a bad time. All you people who thought that are horrible, horrible people, and I would not want you as bosses. In all fairness, as someone who's had to make some of those decisions, that's probably more of a reason why you would not put him in that position in the first place. Mm -hmm. He's going through a very difficult time right now. And while everyone, like, life throws the struggles at everyone, I get that. Um, if I'm putting you in a position that has leadership and responsibility and needs you to make decisions, um, I can't have you being flighty. I can't have you being that emotional. I can't have you. I have to be able to depend on you. 
I can't depend on you right now because you have so much going on. Like, you need to get your life straightened out before you jump into a position like that, before you do something like that. Um, because otherwise, it may not be long before I have to replace you in that position. Um, so, it, like I said, in my opinion, um, and being the adult, I would actually talk to him about that before I made a decision instead of holding an election about who the people would want as a floor supervisor. And I would tell him, mm-hmm. um, like, look, he might be the better candidate overall, but I can't give you that position right now because of this and explain to him why. That doesn't mean there's no room for growth here. It doesn't mean you can't move forward at all at any point. It just means right now you're not a good fit for that position. That's pretty much my thought. As I listened to the episode last week on my mail route, there was a tear in my eye wishing I could be there. <laughs> we all wished you could have been. But yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. The Mateo hate. Just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's bad when he's annoying us. So I can only imagine, you know, when it's. <laughs> And here's the thing. Everyone I saw was like, oh, Glenn stood up to him. Glenn, Glenn, you know, went off on him. And if this were a visual medium, this would be the perfect time for that Thor meme where he's just like, eh, did he really? Right. Yeah, Yeah, he gave him exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn really didn't stand up to him. Like, okay, Glenn finally told him enough is enough. You know, especially after he ended up causing issues with him and Carol, and Carol calls Rusa a bitch, and <laughs> all these other things. But did he really? Yeah. No, no, he didn't. Those are my thoughts on Floor Supervisor. Awesome. Good to get the perspective here. We're going to be starting to go over what was episode four of season six, Prize Wheel, which was directed by Ryan Case and written by Laura McCrary. Uh, She also wrote Serial Bar last season and Trick or Treat last season. So this is her third episode for the show. It aired November 19th, 2020. And take us away with that summary. All right. On the day of Cloud Nine's in-store vaganza. I'm sorry. Let me use a hard G there. In-store vaganza. (laughs) Dina finally gets the chance to step up to the plate and run the store. Garrett and Cheyenne search for a mysterious smell. And Jonah finds himself excited about a new opportunity. Uh, Initial thoughts. This has got to be the best episode of the season. And I think probably the best one in a while. uh, Funniest one in a while. And uh, it's going to sound bad, but the last two weeks I haven't even missed Amy. Uh, And and let me bring something up funny, which is uh, something up too, which is funny. is I, I, I stopped watching them on Hulu, so I can't say if this is the case about Hulu. But on Peacock... Each thumbnail, even Floor Supervisor and Prize Wheel, has Amy from a different scene from a different really? season as the episode thumbnail. I don't know why, but That's so uh, I'm like, are they trying to pass this off like she's still there? That's really weird. But people would have already watched the show. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it's uh, not on Hulu. It's not that way on Hulu because that's how okay. Yeah, it's no. very strange on Peacock. It has like this one had uh, her with her white manager blazer that she wore one time, and Glenn in his really uh, like floor supervisor or regular Cloud Nine gear. And I was like, why is this? I, I decided to track it this week because, yeah. and I'll keep tracking it as we go. Because last week I noticed it, 
I was like, oh, it's a picture of Amy and John. I'm like, maybe that's from like the recap or something. Like, I don't know. Like, may- maybe they'll just flash back or something. But <laughs> nope, it's just <laughs> <laughs> that's they just put a random picture there with Amy in it. Yeah, it's uh, it's just really strange for whatever reason. Peacock uh, on the actual episode thumbnails, just just not. Uh, they're trying to keeping Amy in. They're there. trying to pass yeah. it off as oh oh yeah she's still here. Just kidding. <laughs> Fake out. Which is weird because that's what like that's what like my wife was saying. Well, maybe they're just trying to you know not spoil that she's gone or whatever. I'm like most people would have already seen the previous episodes yeah. when she left. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless if they're just scrolling through the list of right pictures in the um. But even then, I was like, it made news that she was yeah. leaving, so it's not like a big. Who's starting Spoiler. the series on season six, episode three or four? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she means like if you're scrolling through the uh, the thumbnails as oh, you're just looking, you know, like some people look at ahead. all of them instead of just clicking, yeah, yeah, the first one. But who knows? But just something I wanted to bring up. But other than that, it was uh, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like th- this last two weeks I've been laughing nonstop at the show. So whatever they're doing keep it up but i think it just kind of proves my point from when we did i think the season preview or the the season before uh that the show can continue without amy and uh you know like it at least now they they're focusing more on the ensemble and i think that's really helping uh the show and bringing out some of these characters like saeed again who's a star this week but <laughs> yeah. uh what you, your thoughts Alan? yeah no similar um I I mean, I thought last week was the strongest yet. And yeah, now I ha- would have to say this one is um, for sure in terms of laughs and, and comedy. I really liked, it's funny, the um, even like more lower tier, you know, subplot, which I guess might be the smell one, which we'll get into. I liked uh, even, I liked that. I liked all of them, you know pretty well mm-hmm. there are some weeks you know where i'm like oh that very last little plot is kind of eh. it's like just kind of okay or whatever but right. um i actually yeah i thought they were all funny um there were a few moments too that i i was glad to see in there that we'll get into and uh yeah oh and i was just gonna say yeah when you talked about the thumbnail thing it reminded me too that um, last week, I think they still had this, but this week they did not. But if you watch the show live, um, like I do, they usually give when they're heading into a break, a little, um, the, yeah, the superstore will be, we'll back, be back in, a in one there. minute. And up until this week, they were still using the little image of Amy and Jonah, uh, standing next to each other with like their arms crossed because we were like, even people on Twitter last week were like, Oh, they are still using that little graphic. And then lo and behold, this week, uh, when they did the break thing, it's just, it's not even Jonah. It's just like, it's a superstore. We'll be back in one minute. And I was like, Oh, yeah, she's gone now. <laughs> so. And I just checked, I just checked on Peacock that the main superstore image is the mask one oh, without it? Amy. Yeah. But like the actual thumbnails for the episodes still have Amy. It's, it's That's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, so Casey, <laughs> I, I thought this was a really good episode. Um, as as both of you guys said, I think the last two episodes have shown the strength of an ensemble cast. I'm kind of this is going to sound weird and maybe sacrilegious to some people. I'm kind of getting vibes of like community from it, where uh, it's no longer focusing mainly on just one person. 
It's 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 now really more about the trials and tribulations of this group of people, um, and what they're going through. I think they're they're able to focus, uh, as you said, Aylin, on some other characters. You're also getting a chance these last couple of weeks to see these other characters that we only see a few times a season to kind of have a moment here or there. Um, I don't know if it's made, I don't, I don't know why or how that is, but I, I do like it. So uh, let, let, let's get into this. Let's... So where do we start? Can we start with the cold open though? Because uh, I feel sure. like that kind of kicks everything off, but uh, Glenn... Coming in with 72 donuts, uh, or 73 donuts, however many it was. I think uh, 72 and a half. Eventually we find out. He yeah. Part of one. But that was later in his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked the opening to the episode, too. I, I was wondering how they would get, you know, I, I totally forgot that Glenn got exposure to it. I, I, I don't know why. I was just kind of, I watched uh, it last yeah. night. So I was just kind of, you know, staying away from stuff the whole week and not thinking about the episode description that I you know, read. read every week as we do these shows but uh you know when, when they mentioned his uh what the, the woman at the church mm-hmm. who who had covid and then the way he just nonchalantly breaks breaks the news of oh, she was fine yesterday at the meeting you know yeah. at, at the choir church practice. choir practice yeah <laughs> And then everybody just takes that step back and they're like, you got to get out of here, man. And he's got all these donuts that are now wasted um, as he's going to be tempted with them in the car. But I just thought the cold open, uh, you know, they unveil the prize wheel. Um, Isn't that when they do it? They do it in Mm -hmm. the cold open. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk about if it lands on fun, then you have to give them some sort of fun. Like they don't even know what they're going to. Just above the belt. Give them. Above the belt. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad she had to say that. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the bobble body, I guess, um, of yeah. Cloud Nine, uh, Mick Cool, cloud. or whatever his name MC is. MC Cool Cloud. Yeah. MC Cool Cloud. Yeah. Yeah, MC Cool Cloud. Uh, and then that whole debate of, is it better to have hands out the side of your head? <laughs> or uh, is that his just head a head? <laughs> yeah, it's his whole body. Right, exactly. Freaking Marcus, I swear to God. What's going on with MC Cool Cloud? The things that he thinks about and instead of what he should be thinking about i swear yeah okay before and before we get into the funny smell this doesn't have anything to do with the cold open but it's it's kind of like a d plot uh what's up with marcus and his chubby little nephew uh, <laughs> yes oh man we gotta get john Barinholtz on here oh, man. My he, God. He's, he's killing it as marcus um his chubby little nephew and he's a he's so he's fat yeah well, chubby babies are so cute. They really are. <laughs> well, you got to think, he also hasn't been uh, able to be around him, right? Because of the COVID, baby being yeah. born. But also, he had COVID yeah. for and was in the ICU or whatever. So, depending yeah, on when his nephew was anybody. born, he's not coming around at all, yeah. no. You're not coming around anybody till 2025, man. With Marcus, <laughs> the way he is, yeah. He's a walking disease, even without COVID. <laughs> just to bring this back up again i mean he probably wouldn't have that problem if he didn't poop in the shower and stomp it down exactly <laughs> this- but man i i loved him with the with the shopper it's just going back and forth with this shopper oh, yeah. saying what if you and it does sound creepy what if you facetime my nephew and i'll watch and i 
will watch. And then when that doesn't work, how about you FaceTime your own kid and then oh, I'll gosh. watch? It's just like, that didn't make it any better. <laughs> yeah, that, that was going way into weird pedo <laughs> yeah. type stuff, which I know, like, it, I, I know it was meant for that just to be funny. But imagine if you're the customer and you're hearing that. Just like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, man? he was. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Mm. And, but just the fact that he was so sad because he couldn't see this chubby little baby. And he was just talking about how fat and chubby this little kid is. And <laughs> he's he, worried he he's going to pic- grow into those thick thighs any minute. And he had a picture on his phone, and I'm like, are they going to show us the chubby baby on his phone? I know. That was the thing. Like, for some reason, he was afraid he was going to, like, get skinny overnight, and he wouldn't be able to see his chubbiness again <laughs> or something. <laughs> That, that, honestly, I think that was a better plot than the mysterious smell. The smell. Because we didn't yeah. get, we didn't get, we didn't find out what it was, man. Well, the smell wasn't really the plot, I feel like. The plot was more of the whole Jonah yeah. opportunity that was wrapped up into there. Yeah. 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 Like I said, those two are actually tied together. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, okay, so I think we talked about this, what was it, last year where they had Garrett and Cheyenne together? Um, I like them. And I think last year, in the thing, yeah. maybe it was maybe it was just what they gave him, but we, we thought that one didn't work. Um, this one seemed to work a little bit better. Uh, I, I feel like the best parts with the smell was when it was uh, Jonah and Garrett. Uh, did we see much of it with Cheyenne and Garrett? It, it was mostly Jonah coming back, always asking for more well, time. Well, I just saw it as like the three of them, mostly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not so much yeah, just the true. two of them, but yeah. Yeah, what did they give them last year? I, I totally forget. I can't remember, but I think the best part was the fact that how weirdly good Cheyenne was at identifying yes. the smell. That's what Jonah said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, how weirdly um, accurate she was. Let me think. I know... I don't remember what the first description was, but I think the... Something like throwing up on two moldy sponges or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then, like, one of them was uh, when they're, like, sweeping or... Um, cleaning out something in the floor thinking that was it she says it's like someone farted in a tupperware and left it on a hot driveway or something like that <laughs> and the look on jonah's face he's just like you really could be this. <laughs> yeah she's like yeah i know <laughs> I, they would never do this but i would love to see a spinoff of just cheyenne's life cheyenne and Bo, yeah and I don't even <laughs> like Bo, and I say that. We need some Bo. We need him to come back. Just to see what her actual life is like. I want to see so her kid now. Where some of these quirks come from. Maybe the fact that it, maybe we can see her friend Corona at some point. Oh, which yes. I, doubt. I think, I think uh, Corona will be like Bob Sacramento from Seinfeld. <laughs> they just reference just her. Weird things about him <laughs> yeah. and never see him. Yeah, you never know. I don't though. know if Corona wants to be seen right now with, with, with COVID name. going on. <laughs> That's true. But then again, I have to say, I never thought that we would meet Jerusha. I didn't. You know, whenever we yeah. would start to hear Glenn say random things about her, I was like, oh, that's really weird. Um, I just thought she was going to be this behind the curtain <laughs> type of character. And then she's been on, been on uh, you know, a number of episodes now, so. 
I hope they nail the casting like they did with Carrie King because that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're usually pretty good with um, characters like that. Mm-hmm. So let, let's tie this back in. <laughs> so I guess Jonah's dad is setting him up with an interview, which we find out later isn't an interview. Yeah. Um, there's no poor Jonah. You could barely hear what I said. I, d- I heard you say poor Jonah. <laughs> I'm partially deaf in one ear, but I, I got that. Um, and here's why, I say heard poor, here's why I say no poor Jonah. Two reasons. A, it has been scientifically proven that good-looking people tend to have it a lot easier in life. Oh, it must be why I'm doing so well. <laughs> I said, I'm just kidding. Number B, <laughs> Jonah is having... Suck it up, buttercup. Jonah's having a rough time right now, and he's extremely good-looking, so... <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. He is not the first person to ever find himself in a situation where he has lost someone he has loved. No, I'm not this saying he is, kind of... but in this fictional world at the moment, he's the only one. Suck it up, Buttercup. Put your big boy pants on, okay? This is going to sound weirdly crude, but meh, whatever. Um, they say the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not. You got to do like. I don't want to, like, sad Jonah. No. Sucks. It's horrible. Okay? Suck it up, Buttercup. Deal Jonah does not need to be going. The rest going. of the world has bigger problems. He does not. Well, to, to be fair, I'm the one saying poor Jonah. He's not really being, you know, all pity party on himself. So. He kind of was. I mean, a little bit, but. Anywho. Yeah. So the smell. We don't get to find out. Exactly what it was at the end. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, if they, even if they would have, if they would have showed a scene where, even if it was, even if they would have like put the little blurry blocks over it, yeah, and maybe like we don't get to see what it is, but it's there, like where they actually found it, not just some mysterious lump in a trash bag. Right. I might have felt a little better about it. Because what did they... See, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, yeah, it would never have lived up to... What she was uh, describing. What they were building it up to, yeah. Well, I, I just don't and know why does Cheyenne so. even... She, he's like, what What was it? You know, Jonah, he was asking. And what does Cheyenne say? Does, does it look like an inside-out otter? Or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I definitely don't want to see that, but... <laughs> I, or I, I wish, I at least wish we would have seen when they found what it was instead of just. Or like where it was, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because like they're in the back, but yet somehow that smell is traveling through the entire store. Mm-hmm. True. No, maybe, yeah, it, maybe it was a foot that just like, you know, became so, it was just unrecognizable. <laughs> You know, I was hoping when I first read this, uh, when I first read and heard the synopsis last week, the first thought was maybe our foot bandit will strike again. <laughs> maybe this was just a foot in the store. Um, maybe they forgot about our foot bandit. I don't know. Yeah. As far as Jonah just keep trying to get extra time here and there. Right? Mm-hmm. From Cheyenne. So it, it was good to see. It was good to see Garrett show some sort of like 
concerned because he's losing Jonah. Mm-hmm. But Cheyenne just being walked over and just letting him get whatever he wants. Like, Well, yeah. Which This was a good test mm-hmm. for her floor supervisor, like, first time here. Uh, she totally forgot she was. She's like, why are you asking me yeah. uh, when he said oh, if yeah, he could leave? Right. Uh, and then we have, uh, you know, she's, like, trying to be nice. Oh, yeah, take, you know, take your time. But when it comes to just being so many times now where that is, uh, you know, he comes back asking for more. He's, she's like, you know, I've been filling in for you mm-hmm. for a while now. Uh, you can I have my own know. stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. And she's four supervisors, so she does. <laughs> that is a perfect example of what I just said about, yes, good-looking people tend to get things easier than other people. So, like I said, I, I keep forgetting Cheyenne is still 21 years old, right? So, mm-hmm. especially when you – it takes a while to grow into some of these things, just not only as an adult, but as someone who gets put in charge of other people and. Right. Has responsibilities at work. Like, it doesn't come easy. Um, Especially if you already know the people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like she's known these people for years yeah. and now she has to be in charge of them. Right. It definitely throws a wrench. Okay. So I have two things to say about that. You brought up a great point. Um, so, one, uh, a unit I was in in the military, when you did get promoted to the rank of sergeant, where you were actually in charge of other people, they would send you to another unit. This was just the unit I was in. They would send you to another unit. Why? Because you were just friends with these people. You were probably just drinking beer with these Like, you had different relationships with these people. And some people are not as able to define that line of, of this, uh, like, I am now in charge and I have responsibilities and our personal relationship should not come into play with decisions I make, or you should not be trying to use our personal relationship to get what you want or whatever like that. Um, so, and, and, and uh, I think one of the stores I was at in Walmart did the same thing. Like you could move up to a certain point in to a certain level in the store, but after that you would, they would send you to another store simply because once again, Sometimes it was just it, it, that line becomes really blurred. Um, some advice I would give to people: uh, you're when you first get put in positions like that, and this was told to me when I was, uh, I think I was nineteen, uh, came in seventeen, so I was like nineteen or twenty uh, by the time I made sergeant. I came in seventeen, so uh, I was still really, really young trying to make these decisions. Um, had a guy pull me aside and said, here's the deal. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Like, nobody gets put in these positions that doesn't make mistakes. You have to look at some things. Did you cost someone their life, limb, or eyesight? Did you cost someone or something a massive amount of money that they'll never get back? And can you learn from these mistakes? If you can answer those three questions in the correct way, you have to chalk it up as a learning experience, learn from it, move forward. If you answer any one or all three of those questions in the wrong way, uh, you are probably not meant for that position. And you probably need to really take a look at this and figure out what to do. Um, but it's the same thing I've I've tried to mentor and give to people myself is you're going to make mistakes. You can't let it beat you up. 
you just you know sometimes gotta figure those things out. But this this will be an interesting journey if they continue with it to see how Cheyenne performs in this role because there's, I'm hoping they show at some point where she has to deal with stress and make a tough decision. And what does she do? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, just because she is still younger, is she even going to really want to deal with that kind of responsibility other than just your normal daily kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm interested to see how long this is going to last in her with her in that role. If it's going to be the whole remaining part of this season or if it's going to only be like a couple episode type of a thing. I don't know. I'm sort of on the fence <laughs> with Cheyenne. Here's where I think it could be really good and I doubt they'll go this route. I want her to have to make a tough decision about Mateo. Uh, yes. Yeah, since they're such good Though buddies. I don't know if they'll I don't know if she will now because he's kind of falling more under the manager's he's discretion boring. I guess with it being mm-hmm. the manager's assistant, but that would still that would be a very interesting test for Shia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and this honestly has nothing to do with any my my hate for Mateo, which side note was very low this week. Um, there was only one small moment. What a roller coaster um, from we'll last week. <laughs> you go way. But, but just just the fact that you know, sometimes you know when you are put in these positions, you do you have to make you're gonna have to make decisions you don't like, right? Um, that are are the best decision. You have to take it a hard right over an easy wrong, right? I would just, uh, like I said, I don't think they will, but I would like to see if she had to make a decision like that concerning or with Mateo um, and how he would react to it because he would not react well to it, I can imagine. Um, But just to see growth and everything on her part um, and maybe get her away from this mean girl persona that she's had for a little while and just, you know, kind of start growing more. Also, if they could get Bo back, I could almost see them doing something similar to, um, I remember this was a thing when Bo worked there with her for like a hot minute, but you know, since she is now floor supervisor and does have more, uh, leadership responsibilities. Yeah. I could see maybe him coming back in for, I don't know, some reason or whatever and acting a fool like he always does, but she has to kind of, um, get on him, you know, about, well, now I'm, you know, in this position at work, you need to like calm down. <laughs> of course, he's Bo and he yeah, won't. She but, has to check him. You know, I could maybe see something like that. Or like this, like this is my job. Like, yeah, you know, this is what I do for a living. You're gonna call it like yeah, because I can imagine there was probably a pay bump that came with the position and everything. Mm-hmm. So can't imagine if they're not enjoying that or not. You mm-hmm. know. Although, yeah, it might be being put toward Bo's. You know sad little music career we don't know but <laughs> his gone off with his god awful rapping but <laughs> any number of his business opportunities yeah i i like where they're going with cheyenne i just hope it continues because i think this could be an interesting year uh this could be an interesting season for her mm-hmm. um because she's not just necessarily stuck in that oh i'm working the jewelry or makeup counter and Oh, for sure. Because I feel like there are too many episodes where, and I feel like I'd probably say her and then next would be Garrett, but especially Cheyenne, 
there are a lot of episodes where she's really not doing much except for she has maybe, you know, a couple of little quippy lines behind the counter, you know, but she's not really in a story that much. Um, so at least we've got a lot of potential to go somewhere with her. Well, I think with Garrett, it's more because he's actually running the customer service desk. Right. But I mean, even now with the with America being gone, like you guys mentioned before, they're at least going to just expand on people that are already there and not just bring in like somebody new or multiple new people. And I feel like Garrett is also somebody you could do a little more with because he might be off in customer service, but in the realm of Superstore still, where most people don't do that much work or half-ass it, as uh, Garrett says to Jonah. <laughs> uh, he, he's like, I don't bail on it. I half-ass it. There's a difference. <laughs> and he has said that before, I'm pretty sure. But um, I want to see, I, I feel like I know the least about him, Garrett. I don't know how you guys feel about it. but To bring this back to our conversation at the beginning of the show, Hey, I think we will see more with Garrett because uh, I, he's still harboring feelings for Dina. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And B, we do have someone new yet old coming back, which makes me so happy. And oh, by your Because your girl Kelly's coming back. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she can. Maybe that's how Jonah will get over this, is he'll get under Kelly and everyone will be happy. Well, she's a little... <laughs> uh... Well, no, I'm not going to say that. That's a little too <laughs> inappropriate for it. <laughs> we'll have to do an after-hours podcast for that. <laughs> Break room after dark. Uh, um, Anything I, else with uh, Jonah and Cheyenne and Garrett and our mysterious smell? Um, no, I, I, I feel like at first I thought that Jonah was already going to be offered the job that was going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean when we make the decision? Like we already are offering it to you and that Jonah's dad just didn't tell him like when he oh. brought up the whole point of like, Oh, he didn't tell me that they were in the clean energy mm-hmm. and stuff. And then he goes on that weird tangent in the interview. I thought Jonah's dad did that on purpose. So he wouldn't get all psyched up and go mm-hmm. on this long spiel that he does when he gets excited about something. I, I thought if he just told him, hey, they do like construction roofing, right? That Jonah's like, well, I might as well just interview for it. I'm going nowhere here. But when he actually does his research, he got too excited. Then he's bringing up how they should make golf courses all uh, uh, solar farms, right? <laughs> and it just completely, even if it was a real interview, I think the guy's like, I this guy's too excited about this? Um but I thought maybe that was his dad's way of kind of trying to get Jonah out of his head. But it just turned out that right. they were just picking his brain or, you know, that he was supposed to be asking questions, I guess, about. He's supposed to be the, like um, just getting him motivated or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But other than that, this storyline, uh, you know, for something that I thought was going to be really throwaway uh, was actually mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I really liked what it did for Jonah. And I think that this is this is where it's hard. Uh, because it, it makes sense for the character. The character is going to be going some through gro- so, some growth. He's going through some hard times, and that's all because Amy did dump him. We wouldn't have had this storyline if not. So right. it's kind of no, like no, no, I don't no. know what they would well, have. Well, Jonah, he done. dumped Amy. 
Huh? He dumped Amy. Yeah, I know. I was about to say that, but yeah, but it, it, it was, was because you know, of Amy. motivated by her yeah. saying we don't have a future together. Yeah. But that's kind of a <laughs> rough thing yeah. there. Uh, but regardless of who dumped who, uh, you know, he's going through some tough times now, and I this wouldn't have been a storyline if not. And I, I liked seeing his frustration at the wheel at, at the end of the episode. Oh but, yes. Uh, Thought yeah. this was a great uh, storyline. I for saw Jonah. so many. Um, by the way, before we end this part, um, one, yeah, it also had that one moment which I w- I said earlier. That's uh, what I was going to mention when uh, he comes up to uh, Garrett and Cheyenne and says, "Well, it was actually this. The shirt like didn't matter because you know, blah blah blah." And he was like, "I was just excited to be excited about something." Um, that mm-hmm. line, I thought that was a good line. Um, like I thought it was just enough where, you know, it's showing he's obviously, uh, still very much thinking about what has happened, but he's just trying to find any, anything to, you know, actually grasp grasp onto. onto, obviously. And then yes, at the end when he, uh, is the one who really annihilates the prize wheel, I saw so many great tweets about that. People were, uh, just like yes, he's uh, letting out some frustration and and stress. That, that, that's a man who's sexually frustrated as well, right there. Just gonna say it. Well, yeah, he doesn't have his Amy. Well, that to me, he's gonna have Kelly. Kelly's coming. <laughs> thing, but hey, yes. If but I could reach through these earphones. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that shows that maybe they're. Their their private life wasn't all that great before she left. Uh oh. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Yeah. I, I think it could. I think if you, and, and we'll never. Well, know. she was she was at home less. Uh, it was insinuated. So, like in terms of that, you know, they didn't see each other much. Between before. the stress of the possible, yeah. So there could have been a dry spell there between the, the long hours. You know, he says, you know, she's leaving before he gets up in the morning and she's coming home later. They're not getting spent enough time together. She's got the baby. She's got the stress with this move. There could have just been a very long dry spell there. I can't even like hardly. So are you telling me he's master of his domain? (laughs) I think I think that was his example of him destroying that prize wheel of him being Kramer and just slapping it down and saying, I'm out. Uh, I can't even talk about oh, this because she's not there anymore. So, <laughs> it's just... so uh. that's just me. I could I could be wrong. I would love to know what our our viewers or our listeners think about that. But I think that is just you know that that, that shows a man that is not only personally and professionally frustrated, he's also probably very sexually frustrated, and he's taking it out on that prize that poor prize. Well, once again, I have a reply that I cannot say. So. <laughs> you can always text it to me. That is fine. I will also say a good D plot that we kind of got, but we're overlooking is Sandra and Glenn. Oh yeah. See, that's oh yeah. Right. There were lots of little things within. Oh, I loved when the phone <laughs> fell by the barbarians' gate two yes. or whatever four, whatever number yeah. they're at now. <laughs> and <laughs> I will slaughter you, Sandra. Stay away from that one. She sounds very violent. <laughs> 
I love the fact that he had to sit in his car because he's like, Jerusha hasn't done set. He's, he's not done setting up the garage. So I can yes. Actually, that right there for me was one of the best. La- I laughed so hard at that. And I know that sounds kind of random, but only because I, during this whole COVID summer, which is what I'm basically, um, I've heard so many people say that that's what they did for like their spouse or whoever is they set them up to live in the garage. So I was picturing Glenn in his garage. Just put the whole two weeks worth of ham or whatever it was in the in the <laughs> garage. Didn't he say something like that at the end of the episode? And then uh, I, I like the fact that's where he found out he, he ate part of a donut. <laughs> yeah. So it was like 71 and a half or 70 and a half or something. <laughs> And then, I, I don't know, th- this may have been a blooper that they kept in, but when he hit the dude with in the face with a donut. It he said, said it's a COVID donut. COVID donut. <laughs> like, either A, that may have been perfect timing on their parts to get that to happen, or B, that, that looks like the, uh, Mark McKinney's improv skills came into play. <laughs> Where, you know, maybe he was just supposed to throw stuff around yeah. him and then he hit him with the donut by mistake. But maybe they just kept it in. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to tell you right now, though, if I was alone with 70-something donuts in a car, I would be eating more than half of one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or destroy those damn donuts. <laughs> and, and then the, just the whole thing with Glenn, like, wanting... Like, it started feeling a little creepy. He's wanting her to, to describe what's going on with the wheel and everything. He was excited. He's excited. He he, he loves... He the f- for I like when like he that. asked, did it do the thing where it looks like it's going to land on something very good and it let, yeah. <laughs> you know, lands on something bad? Something bad? Yeah. Yeah, and, and she's like, I've heard that's happened, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. She didn't and get to see it either. She was describing it again for him at another point. He said, you're very good at this. <laughs> Uh, so Sandra got to do the whole episode on the phone <laughs> that that uh, that was I think that was a better story than uh, the, the search for the smell yeah mm-hmm. it was yeah. alright so let, let's let's get to our, our, our big plot here the A story because Glenn doesn't realize he's exposed himself to the coronavirus. Dina is now in charge of the store. Good God. She says later she is she's adopting a North Korean model to be in charge of the store. <laughs> Sounds right. And this t- this takes me back to a comment that Amy said last year where she told Dina that's why nobody likes you. Mm-hmm. And I brought and you I brought it up and you guys were like, oh, and I said, well, imagine having to work with me. Imagine if she was your boss. Oh. And then imagine as much of a power trip as she's usually on, like we find out last week, she has to have four backup radios for no reason whatsoever. Um, Now, all of a sudden, she's put in charge of the store and we see what happens. Yeah, that's for sure. I will say it it went um, a different way than I thought that plot was going to go, which obviously we'll get into. But I was pleasantly surprised. I really was. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but 
especially after last week when she was really kind of uh, making me mad, Dina, um, with the whole mm-hmm. floor supervisor thing. This was a uh, this was nice to see a little bit. So I'm I'm going to be very vocal about this point. Just I so that way everyone can hear me. Um. So my Mateo hate meter peaked just a little bit when he threw those two under the bus about what's her name's nose job, right? <laughs> but it took a nosedive when later in it, he's the one to try and talk sense in the demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's the one who's trying to explain to her, like, yeah, like people need this to vent and like, like that was, that was shocking to me. Oh, and you mean that he was actually saying that to her? Yeah, like he was. He was the voice of reason in all of this. Mateo. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a weird uh, surprise change from last week, yeah. where he was power hungry. I don't know if it completely gelled together having these two back to back, because he was very power hungry last week, and then this week he's you know he's saying, well, they just need to vent. How about you manage these people? Which he didn't want to manage anything last week. He was firing people left and right. So I, I don't know. Like it, it seemed kind of weird back to back. But uh, yeah, it was a good. Uh, I, I liked having him be like you said, the voice of reason, because I think it lowers that Mateo hate meter for, uh, for a lot of for, most of for people. Casey. <laughs> so so I, I will say that I'm not the only one. There are at least dozens, dozens of us. Online, who hate Mateo. You do right? exist, but but to see him be the voice of reason, and especially so, and I don't know if this is just a, a, a continuity error where they're faxing in write ups to the corporate office, like, but a couple seasons ago it was done online. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's fictional world. This is what happens when your real life work experience. Is is you know you, you, when you compare it to the show you watch <laughs> because you worked in, yeah, yeah and I get that. yeah and I, and I realized they probably did it just so Mateo could be the one who sees because that would be part of his job yeah mm-hmm. to be like you can't write them up for this like you just what what is she write like they're being a waste of air or something like that probably whatever comment she made and he's like yeah that's not a reason you have to check one of these boxes like it there has to be a valid reason which again is funny just that you say that because just as jordan just said i feel like mateo of all people given last week and how he sometimes can be uh he would you would think he would most certainly just say oh no we can just like they were um just doing whatever like you know you would think normally he would say well they don't need a reason um he was he or she was just being the only reason i can think of him if you're going to work this into why the character is so different week to week on this issue Mm -hmm. is because now he had executive decisions last week but this week he he doesn't so his worry is that if he lets dina write these people up for it he can be written up for this so it, I think that might be mm-hmm. where it's coming from. It's also probably just it's Dina, you know, instead of Glenn. <laughs> or, or the fact that it was actually affecting him because he couldn't go out on the floor and talk. When yeah, Dina decided to true. put the no talking rule in. And now he can't go out and talk 
Uh, like I said, when he threw, you know, he threw the two under the bus when she walked by. Um, mm-hmm. But it's affecting him because he can't go out there and gossip with Cheyenne. He can't go out there right. and do all the things he normally does. So now her draconian rules there are starting to affect him. And that's probably why the only reason why he cared. Not because True. he cared about anybody else, but because it actually affected him. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, um, how does this affect me? <laughs> Mateo. <laughs> but does that, yeah, would that not fall along with how we believe Mateo to be? Mm-hmm. Like I said, she she puts a no talking rule in, in, in place. Saeed comes to her initially and tries to explain that he can't work with Justine. Oh my God, that was so good. And she just tells him, <laughs> calls everybody mama. That is weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, from a, okay. Quickly, from a female's perspective on that, if she did that to me, yeah, I would think it's weird. I don't even like it. I think it's weird when even someone my age or younger says, hey, girl. It's like, I'm not, I'm not a girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> so is mama like the new queen? Kind, you know how everybody's like, yeah. yes, queen. Like, is mama the new queen I mean, queen here, I'm not or? a 15-year-old girl, but I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised Justine wasn't saying, yes, queen, uh, yeah. come here. Like, that would have been... See, I almost think that would have... I never heard a mama like yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like that would have made more sense because it would show that she's kind of, like, behind the trend yes. because that's yeah. really not as big of a thing anymore. But, yeah. Well... Or what is it she says during the meeting? Like a bad biatch or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to call people that either <laughs> when you're working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or ever, in general. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you have that repertoire with somebody, fine. But if you're... Uh, a complete stranger. If you're calling that... Uh, coming down <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, coming down the checkout lane, uh, that's that's probably a problem. I can't call a customer that but let's just let's put you can't call that to you can't say that to a customer and say right how about how about sandra when the woman asked her how her day's going she says i, <laughs> I can't, can't answer, answer that, that. <laughs> yes it reminded me of uh last season that episode with sandra and jonah and then some lady you know when she thinks jonah's flirting and he's like i can't talk about it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know, Dina sets up these draconian rules and, you know, basically she tells Saeed to shut the F up and get back to work. Marcus is sad once again because he can't see his fat baby nephew and he's missing out on all this time. Yeah. And Dina's just had enough. So like, she doesn't want to hear anybody talking. She doesn't want to hear feelings. She makes Elias come to the office from the prize wheel. So Elias does a sad slump and walks over. Elias does so much nonverbal, like, with so little. You know what I mean? Like, he hardly ever speaks. He's like, obviously, like, he's like he's Brett, but... <laughs> friend of the show. Yes. He's, yeah, he's another great character there, where he's there, and Brett was in this episode, too. That was so awesome. I, I love that guy. But, like, Elias is there, and he does these things, but he's so active. Yeah. But you don't really get to hear from him. But what he does is just so out of control sometimes. Yeah. So then, okay, yeah, then everybody ends up in the office or in the break room. And all hell breaks loose. So we got Corey who tried to cut his own hair and is wearing a hat and nobody likes Corey's hat. We got... Sarah. Why can't I remember this poor girl's name? Yeah, you were just talking about her too. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, Yeah. yeah. 
Sarah, who they swear has a nose job, but she just got new glasses and a haircut. Nikki swears that she saw Janet eat a french fry or something off the floor. Oh, yeah. She saw what she saw, man. And I'm going to tell you this. Corey's life almost ended. When he decided to bust out, I think, uh, what's his name? Should have ended up with Carol. Oh, my God, yes. That (laughs) was my other, like, second favorite. Jerry should have ended up with Carol. And Sandra just books it over. I told you guys years ago, Sandra's going to snap. Well, Sandra has sort of snapped before, you know, in the store. No, no. this She was physically going to kill him. I know. <laughs> that was great. And why would anybody think he should have ended up with Carol anyway when Carol, like, neutered the guy, man? She wouldn't let him do anything. I know. And she tried to um, blow up a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carol shouldn't be with Carol anybody. Carol shouldn't even be back at work, <laughs> but, you know, it's she true. probably would try to sue them if she didn't get her job back, so that's why she's there. Well, no, she remember she had, because she did, because they, she said she had some mental health issues. So yeah. So they couldn't fire her because of that. Because she's crazy. Except she's not crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, then, uh, like I said, I, ooh, that, that was so great when, when Sandra jumped up. Uh, I was like, yeah, we might not have the character of Corey on the show ever again. <laughs> That's the quickest way to get under Sandra's skin. She's uh, the qu- most quiet, nicest little little thing until <laughs> you say that, and she's gonna she's gonna kill you. I kind of wanted to see also with Corey, like someone maybe take his hat off so we could see his god-awful haircut but obviously yes right that would have been so awesome if he had (laughs) had like a bald cap on with just like patches of hair or something Mm -hmm. yeah i think um it was nice to see in that moment though like wait because who is it who says when is glenn coming back somebody says that or something but that's like right when during all that break room chaos dina's face she's like i think it was I think it was Marcus. Was it Marcus? I don't know. Um, or it was that, that, that bigger bald-headed guy. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and then, yeah, you finally see Dina, like, have that look of, you know, defeat. That she's like, I'm not the best this day was not perfect. And they actually, and, and the fact that they even say they want Glenn, you know, obviously, is just killing her that they're uh... well. I mean, they can get away with a lot more under Glenn. That's yeah. why. But yeah. uh... but but Cheyenne brought up a really good point in the beginning, where you know Cheyenne was the one who told her like the pressure's on you now. Like you've mm-hmm. talked so much trash about Glenn for years. Like it's true. This day better be perfect. Basically, this day better be perfect mm-hmm. because you 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 sat there and and demeaned this guy, you know for years about how what he's doing so if you can't come in and and pitch a perfect game here then you know so which leads me to my next thought do we think the relationship between Dina and Glenn changes going forward because she now realizes this job is a lot harder than she thought and she's not quite up to the task of doing that job mm. I doubt it probably not <clears throat> I think I could maybe see for like half of an episode or something like that, her, you know, sort of like 
not great of of the way things went down this time. But then, yeah, after that, she's not going to care. She's going to go. And I say this to say, I think in one of the preview columns that they wrote about everything or in the like in the last several weeks, there's been a lot of people talking to the writers and producers because of the whole mm-hmm. Amy thing and, and everything else and talking about what's going on this season. I think one of the things that was brought up was, yeah, Glenn is the store manager. Right. But later in the season, like everything kind of changes and it's not necessarily. Just him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So either maybe someone else is coming in or he steps back down again, or maybe him and Dina kind of. Oh, do it. That's what I um, yeah said the other week. More together. Mm-hmm. Because she realizes like she was wrong for so many years, um, it doesn't mean she has to change how she is. But maybe right, just part of her relationship with Glenn changes. I don't know that they sort of work together <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah, which would make sense though because I don't remember what week we were like talking about this, but um, yeah, I kind of said that I was, and it would make sense too because you know, Glenn stepped down from that role because mostly he wanted to be at home with his family more. So they kind of need to figure out a way to make that work a little bit. Cause then otherwise he's just like right back to um, <clears throat> working all the time. Right. And being away from his family. But we had some, uh, we had one of our listeners post something to us all. Elijah, he said, Dina likes the power, but not the responsibility. I, I think it's a little different than that. Even I, I think it's, I think Dina's fine with responsibility. She's she's fine with the power. But the thing that she doesn't get her that these, like Mateo said, these are humans mm-hmm. that she needs to manage the relationships in the store as well. Um, if you know two people are not good together, you're going to have to separate them. As much as you would like to tell them to just suck it up and get to work, uh, they're not robots. They're go- they're going to have these blow ups that then calls into these. Mm-hmm. Things. I mean, I liked her initial. Like, I, I'm not gonna say I liked her initial handling of it, but I did like that she wasn't just immediately. I guess she she was trying to make it work. Where hey, this is your job. Go out and do your right. job, which is a very thing that people would think. Mm-hmm. Hey, just go and do your job. But when you have, you know, some of these uh, some of these things, you have to you have to be able to separate some of these people. Right. You know. Uh, uh, I'm so sure that's first I'm sure that's true, Casey, as well. For I'm not sure how it was at Walmart for you, but there's stuff that I know I need to when when I'm supervising on the at the call center. Uh, there, there's ways I know I have to handle different situations that it seems like Dina's just more of the just just do mm-hmm. it type of. She, yeah, she's she's more of a dictator. Right. So, right. I would say maybe the first time. You know, Saeed comes to her and he's just complaining about, she just keeps calling everybody mama. Look, dude, this really isn't that serious. Just go right. out there, back to do job. Okay, that might be fine the first time. But the second time right. when both of them come to you and say, hey, we can't work together, that's when you need to you need to step in and do something. And just telling sending them back out is not going to work. Something I learned in the military and through Walmart is... You have to treat everybody, not treat, you have to handle everybody different. Um, every situation is going to be different, but every person is going to be different. Some people you have to be a little more firm with. Some people you have to handle maybe more with kid gloves. 
because of their personalities or what they have going on. And this kind of goes into knowing your people and knowing maybe if someone's having a bad day and, and, and so on and so forth. When you get levels of responsibility like that, there, there's not necessarily just one hard and fast rule when it comes to dealing with these people in situations. <clears throat> right. And um, like you said, they're, they're people. So you have to sometimes maybe take a step back and figure out what is the best way to, to handle it. Dina was partially correct initially where, uh, you know, she told, I think it was Marcus, where he was trying to get like an extra five minutes at lunch where, it, and maybe this isn't the perfect situation, but she was like, if I, if I, if I do this for you, then I have to do things for, for someone else, so on and so forth. To a small extent, she's correct. But once again, you, you have to look at the human element of everything and make a, make a determination based on each and every situation. If giving Marcus an extra five minutes at lunch to Skype a chubby baby is going to make him happier, which is going to give him a better time at work and possibly get more work out of him, you might just have to suck it up for five minutes and give him five minutes to talk to a chubby baby. That's... Right, because then his 20 minutes of him trying to convince that guy to Skype his chubby nephew <laughs> yeah. uh, wouldn't have happened. He'd be working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, again, this is kind of hard for Dina to do, seeing as how she really doesn't have empathy for other people. So, yeah, mm-hmm. therein lies the problem. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what, where they go forward with this. Speaking of which... Uh, I, well, yeah, I guess we might as well bring this up now. Apparently, this was the last episode for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm not sure if they just had the wrong dates in Wikipedia before, or if these were shifted, right. so that way they I have, know. I was uh, you know, with, with some places going to more lockdown, maybe they want to have episodes for later, especially, but also, this is typically the time we take a Thanksgiving break, and we mm-hmm. usually only get one in December, so, right. like, this is not that odd, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, January 14th is when they come back. That's going to be a really good week, let me just say, because then the next day WandaVision starts on Disney+. Plus. So I'm really excited. That's going to be a great Thursday-Friday combo there. Oh. I'm all for Elizabeth Olsen. And even way before <laughs> that, I get Zoe's back, even before Superstore. To yes. To my broken heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Yeah, I was kind of uh yeah, surprised by that too, but yeah, we usually only get like one December December episode. It does make me so sad that because of everything that happened and of course with filming, uh we obviously are not getting did not get a um, Halloween episode this year. It it broke the cycle. Yeah. Oh, so awful. Because um the Halloween episode every year is always a giant highlight. <laughs> uh, just to get to see the characters in like multiple costumes. And there's just always so much greatness that comes with the Superstore Halloween episodes. <laughs> and just holiday um, theme sort of episodes in general. Like last year, we kind of had a, ho- a yeah. Christmas one. Um, and of course, Black Friday still remains one of my top tier episodes. Yeah, the fact we've only gotten one of those is still crazy. I know, shocking. Yeah. I'm not really surprised simply because they're not—they're only doing what, like, 13 episodes this year. 
I'm not um, sure if we have a full number. It's not. 15, uh, yeah, I, it's I know it's a lot less than, than usual. usual. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be yeah. less. So, it's I mean, we've only got what, four episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're like a third of the way through the season right now. And yeah, and filming wise, they're probably done with half, wouldn't you think? Half of the season? Yeah, I think I think I read somewhere that they're trying to cram as much as they can in before the the, the Christmas break, mm-hmm. and especially now uh, California's going well. I don't know if that's considered an essential industry. It probably is, but we have a curfew again that started last night, so from ten to five in the morning, you know, uh, our toilet paper stocks are starting to run out again. All this other stuff. Mm-hmm. These people are idiots, as Dina so eloquently said last week. Especially starting in the January. Like I know, I know we normally get the break. Maybe we get an episode or two, but the only issue I had before was we would get like a break January. We get an episode or two, and then we get like a break in, oh, again, I know. in like the middle of February because of like award season. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was just kind of awkward. Well, the breaks are probably going to be really bad this year if if they only have thirteen to fifteen episodes because they're tra- probably still going to try to stretch this to April or May. So or a- yeah, April, that's where. For sure. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, unless you know, they it might be a decide to rough. extend, unless if, you know. But I don't know. I don't have like high hopes for that. Honestly, in my opinion, I'm just gonna throw it out there. It saddens me that we're getting less episodes, but in the bigger realm of things, and in my little hopeful mind, you know, then that means the season is shorter. It can end however it's gonna end. And then when we hopefully likely get season seven and, you know, if that ends up maybe being the last season, they will have plenty of time to get Amy back. (laughs) So. But why when Kelly's coming back next season? (laughs) This season. Again. Or next year. These are just words, Casey. I. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he'll get back together with Kelly. I think she might come back and already be in something and that's going to make his year even worse. Hey, and I'm all for that. And, and, and like I said, I don't mind Kelly on her own. Actually, I liked her when she came back in the season finale, like that, uh, not last year, but the one before that. And yes, and I don't mind her being funny on her own, but yeah, I just, I will be livid if they put them together again, but Oh, yeah, I'll say this. It's not just words because pictures have already shown up of her on set. So it's not just words. It's actual actions and truth. I know. I uh, just mean B, it's... So, yeah. so let's let's think about this in a row. The main reason I still say Kelly and Jonah were a better fit together. And I say that and look at the main reason it didn't work was for two two main reasons. A, yes, Amy remind was, me again. Didn't, Amy did not like Kelly. And she was doing whatever she could to sabotage it. And B, Jonah was hung up on Amy, right? Now, mm-hmm. Amy is out of the picture. Outside of... Outside of... Uh, hold on. St. Louis. Uh, Jordan here, who is only who is married, his only girlfriend. No knock on that, just, just saying. Many of us have at some point in our lives gone back to an ex. Not saying it's a good idea, not saying it works out, but many of us have gone back to one of our exes at some point down the road, whether it's because we're in a better situation, 
whether it's because we or them are more mature, whether it's because maybe we're still harboring feelings for them and we just need to get out of our system or they need to get out of their system. One of the two. So take away what was causing the issues or what caused the issues in their relationship out of the picture being Amy. Why couldn't they get back together and maybe it works out? Well, because for one, now we didn't, I know what you're going to say. I know exactly, Casey, what you're going to say to this. In fact, that's how, that, but I um, don't feel like we actually saw like Kelly and Jonah have, like, I'm trying to think about how much they naturally jive together and that in terms of personality, like on the surface, you would think that um, they're more similar, you know what I mean? than Jonah and Amy and they are because they're more like relaxed people. Although Jonah has a kind of like subverse little uppity type of thing underneath there. But I, I still think that, one of the reasons that Amy and Jonah did work better because I mean, and I know they're not together now, but I'm just saying because she kind of has that, they have that push and pull Kelly for as adorable as she is. She's a little sheep. Um, (laughs) and like, I remember you saying this once like, Oh yeah, she would go traveling with Jonah and do all those goofy, crazy, like, things he wants to do but yeah because she I, I'm just saying like how much when they were even dating did we see that Jonah really liked her uh they seem to have a whole lot of fun during the viral video which made Amy have to make her I mean? own which caused which caused it to show that the store had rats yeah the only the only thing again though is that them getting together was never one of them asking each other out. They literally like that happened because it was like Amy's fault with his phone, like swiping on her. Like it was never up to either of them that they even got together or had. And when, you know when what I he mean? stayed at her place, didn't he like not think the conversations were great? Like, I mean, like over that breakfast, didn't they have some. I don't know. I, I feel like she might just be a little too basic for him. Yeah, at times. I but, don't know. You know, as a Kelly fan, uh, it hurts me to say, but I do think that that, that Jonah is just a little. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Jonah really likes her that much, that much anymore. Yeah. And even them bringing her back, I don't think that's going to change much there. Uh, we did have some fan reactions from the episode as well. Uh, Tardis Ryder thought it was a funny episode. Uh, Nor Shake, if I said that right said when will we see jonah grieve uh, i feel like we kind of did with the uh with the wheel <laughs> that was definitely part of his grieving process but um, i'm not sure if they'll go more in depth with that i think they're just gonna keep on moving. i think it might be a over the season type of thing if mm-hmm. he keeps getting beat down like this where it might just all come out at once uh superstore tv nbc said thought it was great probably the best so far in the season um, Elijah said another okay episode. So, uh, he's kind of in the, uh, uh, minority, I guess. Ratings real quick. And then gold invest. We did have a, uh, consistent 0.5 in the rating. So we're good there. Viewers in millions, 2.28 million. It's actually 
The lowest one in the season so far is still California Part 2 with viewers and millions there. Um, we did get some DVR numbers for the first two episodes, Essential and California Part 2. They increased the rating share by 0.3. So now the premiere went from 0.6 to 0.9, and California Part 2 went from 0.5 to 0.8. So a big, uh, pretty good increase there for the DVR. So I guess we'll get some well, of that for good. Supervisor and Prize Wheel as I we go. I think I'm literally the only person who still watches this show when it airs. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't even count in any of these because I, I, I've i been watching on uh, Peacock, so yeah. I'm not sure how they factor those in. And but... I've noticed it too, I will say. Like, I noticed there are less people, like, live tweeting about this. So. Well, I don't have cables. No, I, I mean, know. I can watch it on the NBC yeah. app through my parents' sign-on, <laughs> but uh, I can't pause it. So if I have to take the dogs right. out or if I have to run to the restroom real quick during a commercial, like... I, I can't ensure that I'll get back in time right. for the show. I did watch California Part 2 live, oh. but that was uh, my dogs were settled down and they were, you know, mm-hmm. kind of sleeping at that point. But yeah, the last two I've been watching like over the weekend. Golden Vest, any uh, thoughts, Casey? Marcus, because of how sad he was for the chubby game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh gosh there are so many possibilities this week and which is good that's a good thing like some weeks we kind of have a little bit of a hard time with this but um gosh i don't know i want to go with saeed because uh that whole justine thing was just so good so i'll probably go with him yeah you know i'm really torn on both of them uh, right now, those those were both in my in my options there, but I think I might go for a surprise one just so we don't all have uh, so there's no similar ones this week. I might go Mateo for trying to speak some sense to <laughs> Dana here, uh, and and ultimately I guess succeeding. He was able to get that meeting set up in the warehouse. It failed. But, uh, you know, he, he definitely got into, uh, got her ear, you know, bent her ear on some of that. But yeah. Um, otherwise, Sha- Saeed and Marcus, again, were just, I were know. going off last. Like they we, were definitely uh, up there. I feel like we come back to Saeed a lot, but he really is that much of scene stealer. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's crazy how, uh, <laughs> Out of nowhere, season four, they just bring in Saeed, and then it, he's been just consistently yeah. great uh, the whole time. Uh, we have no synopsis because we have no episode. <laughs> uh, we don't have a title. Uh, we do have a title for the episode Kelly Comes Back. Oh, do we? But we don't have the one for the two before then. Yeah. Oh, right, because I think, is it episode six or seven that they said she's back? Seven, yeah. that okay. she comes mm-hmm. back, yeah. What's but the we, title? It says the the trough, I guess, T-R-O-U-G-H. Mm. That's the trough, right? Mm-hmm. Like a horse yeah. trough? Or... Hmm. Although these titles anymore are so, um, I think we've mentioned this before, but even this week, the prize wheel, it's always funny how the title is um, something that's really not that big of a deal <laughs> you know it's almost it's funny how yeah, the really, prize yeah. wheel becomes like 
almost in the background of of everything of, until like the very end of the episode. So the titles sometimes are kind of like they don't mean much, but then every now and then they do kind of kind of a thing. So we're going to have a break, but we want to know what you guys want us to do on the break. Uh, somebody suggested we rank the Christmas episodes. That sounds like maybe an episode or so that we can do. Um, but we have but a few it, weeks. There's only like <laughs> two of them, though. We could rank, I guess, the... Like holiday? Uh, aren't there more than... Yeah, any sort of the holiday mm-hmm. ones, I guess. Or like, a, you know, we could throw Black Friday yeah. in there, I guess, if we need it to. Um, I was counting Black Friday as one of the two. Really? I thought there was more than well, one because we've had a few seasons of different Santas, right? Like yeah, in the store? like there's that one where like um, Joan and Kelly are dressed up as elves and then there's last seasons. Didn't we have one last season? Like, uh, wasn't it kind of a holiday? Well, we have Blizzard which is kind of it's not a Christmas episode, but I mean it's like snowy. I mean <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to talk it out. We'll, we'll have, have to figure to, out. Uh, but yeah. if anybody else has ideas, uh, we uh, we are open to them. We were talking a while back about expanding out, and yeah. So we at one point we through a text chain we had started to discover there were certain shows and or movies that none of us had some of us had not seen. Like I had watched Indiana Jones until this year, forty two years old. I never watched Indiana Jones till this year. Um, stuff like that. So we were gonna maybe do something like, uh, one of us would pick a movie or a TV show, uh, watch it over you know the course of a week, and then come back and discuss it, what we thought about it, um, together, and then kind of rotate between the three of us, where you know one week Jordan would pick something, I would pick something, Aiden would pick something, so on and so forth. So, um, these are just options we have out there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, once again, if anyone would really like to enjoy a fiery debate about Jonah with Kelly or Amy, there we go. <laughs> Bring your arguments and we'll have me be the judge. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah, Jordan will be the mediator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And we will get nowhere. But yeah, any sort of thoughts, uh, just just drop them on our uh, Twitter. That's where we're the most active. That's where we'll probably see it the most. We are also now on Anchor, which is... So we moved on from SoundCloud. So if you listened to us on SoundCloud, but you still somehow found this episode, uh, you can now listen to us on Anchor, which is just anchor.fm. Pretty much what Anchor is, is it's a... Uh, podcasting host service uh it was able to get us on a spotify so we're on spotify now we're on a lot of different um places more than we were previously so that's one of the reasons for the switch so uh it's also free so that helps us out instead of having to um you know worry about paying soundcloud for their unlimited hosting so that was definitely a factor as well but if you want to follow us on there uh, it's on, um, yeah, the break room superstore. So anchor dot anchor dot FM, the break room superstore is our custom URL. We have all the episodes on there as well. So it's not like just brand new episodes. All of the old episodes are on there. Um, if you wanted to ever go back to those, uh, we're still on the same Apple 
podcast. So if you already subscribed to us, nothing changed for you. Every episode still comes to you, no problem. Uh, same thing with if you subscribe to us anywhere. It's just really getting us onto more services uh, for less money and uh, ensures that even when we're done podcasting Superstore, that all these episodes will be available still forever. So right. if you find Superstore six years from now, you'd still be able to follow along with the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're on Breaker, which is a podcasting host. We're on Google Podcast. We're on Apple Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Radio Public. And we're getting our way on to they have three other services that they've sent over for us to get on to as well. So we should be a good we time are all around you. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're everywhere now. But other than that, um, I think that is about it. Please rate us on the Apple store if you haven't. Uh, it's actually, you know, one of the ways that we were able to get Alan uh, on the show is because somebody commented and said, hey, we're missing a, you know, uh, a, a perspective here. Right. We were missing a Jonah Amy perspective and we are missing a, um, a a female perspective on the show. So. You know, we we listen to feedback, and it's been great for the show. We love having Aylin here. She's been really great on the show. Um, Thanks, guys. One of our best moves ever. So, see, that wouldn't have happened without your feedback. Mm -hmm. So, please leave us uh, feedback on Apple. Rate us um, on whatever service allows you to rate us. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, that is about it. Uh, you can follow us, like I said, on twitter at tbr pod instagram at tbr podcast uh facebook.com slash breakroom superstore or email us the breakroom ss at gmail.com and thanks for listening and have a heavenly day <laughs>